Well now, in Britain, what have we got? The next big post-Brexit drama is the Labour Party election fight. I mean, for leader, that is. Um, and we have five contenders now. The, the dust has settled. Um, Keir Starmer and uh, Rebecca Long-Bailey, Lisa Nandy, Jess Phillips and Emily Thornbury. Um, and look at them. They're all women, apart from Keir Starmer which is good. We've never had a female leader in the Labour Party. It's way past time. I mean, not not taking us into an election, that is. Um, what to say about these? <laughs> Gosh. I mean, you've got Keir Starmer's on the right. Well, he's got a knighthood. He would be, wouldn't he? He's a, he's a silk. He's a Queen's Council lawyer, a rich boy. Keir Starmer on the right. Um, and... Uh, then on the extreme left, you've got uh, Rebecca Long-Bailey. And the, another right-winger, I guess, is Jess Phillips, less so than Keir Starmer, but that way inclined. And in the centre, you've got Lisa Nan Dandy and Emily Thornbury. Um, as, uh, front runners, Sir Keir Starmer. What about him? He's the guy that inspired Bridget Jones's diary hero, Mark Darcy, another lawyer fictional one but it was based apparently on um, you know Colin Firth acted Mark Darcy it was based on the, the young here Starmer so they say uh, at least the uh, when pressed the, the author of the of the thing didn't deny it um, and nor does Sir Keir so there you go <laughs> he's Mark Darcy and and he's um, a pretty boy, he's rich, 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 and he is this champagne socialist. What to say about him? He's quite a character. Um, he's not everybody's cup of tea. He's certainly not my cup of tea. I would be disappointed to see him as leader of the opposition. I think he's totally out of touch. He's a Remainer. I don't blame him for that, but um, he is. He's um, he, he worked hard to undermine Jeremy Corbyn in his way, like as did uh, as did Jess Phillips, which is not very helpful, is it? Um, he's uh, not that Jeremy Corbyn was the best thing since sliced bread, but he was the leader, and these were supposed to be his his uh, team. Uh, Keir Starmer, I mean, he he believes that Britain will be broken up. He's He's very. He said quite clearly that he expects uh, Ireland to be reunited within five years as a consequence of Brexit. Of course, his color, his views on on Brexit color that, but he may be right. Is that a sad thing? He also expects Scotland to go independent. He may be right, but does that mean he wishes for it? Um, I don't. I don't mind. Should we get rid of the Scots? Uh, they've always been so prominent in the Labour Party. Uh, we had so many Scots uh, leaders. Uh, and in the Tories, for that matter, they've led the country again and again and again. But now they want to go and split off and go their own way. Why not? Let them be. Um, but do we need a Labour leader that regards that as a fait accompli and is just ready to sign off on the whole thing? I think it's very helpful, do you? I mean, um, I don't know. I don't know what you think. But anyway, he, he certainly regards the reunification of Ireland 
as a given now that we've got Brexit. Bit of a defeatist, I'd say. Um, out of touch with the British people. Um, he is pretty useless, but the MPs love him. And he's got most nominations and he's a clear front runner. The press like him too, of course. That gives him a head start. Um, then Rebecca Long-Bailey. The press are crucifying Rebecca Long-Bailey. They don't like lefties. They don't want another Corbyn. I mean, they did worked hard enough to undermine Corbyn on anti-Semitism and every other thing. The whole British establishment were against Corbyn. His, Corbyn's main problem is that he knuckled under to um, parliamentary pressure. And could he do else? I suppose not. But but then he ended up with a Labour stance that was neither fish nor fowl. Um, it was that that killed him. You, you know, he was uh, sitting on the fence and it was painful for him. Weak, weak when it came down to the crunch. He was a weak leader. You need to be a toughie to lead a political party. And he was not. So, yes, he was crucified for that. I don't think the British people crucified him for being a lefty, but his parliamentary colleagues did. They couldn't stick him. And they were so, I mean, three years of infighting. So who are we left with? We've got now, um, um, yeah, uh, we, if we're not going to have Keir Starmer, the favourite, and we're not going to have Rebecca Long-Bailey. We can't have Rebecca Long-Bailey, another lefty, mo mostly because, I mean, for why? Because I guess um, she's... Uh, <laughs> She's just not inspiring enough. That's that's that has to be a factor. And unless you are, unless you're really going to pull out the, uh, well, you know, pull out the stops. I mean, she doesn't. She doesn't speak well, and you've got to do that. Um, so who are we left with? Jess Phillips. <sighs> Forget it. I mean, we do right winger like uh, Keir Starmer up to a point. Um, she pretends, I mean, she says her father was a Trotskyite, but um, scarcely really a lefty. She's not a, a, a lefty. We don't need a lefty, but we don't need a right winger either. And uh, she comes out with a kind of right wing tropes. You know, Sunday Times asked her last week, would you push the button? They meant the nuclear button, uh, you know, Trident. God, what we, money we waste on Trident. Um, the... Uh, Get rid of that and we could have a million-man army. It's costing billions. Wow, what a waste of, pointless waste of money. Anyway, um, <laughs> so so Jess Phillips was asked, uh, will you press the button, said the Sunday Times? Yes, she said. Well, well yeah, she's not, she's ready to, she's ready to go to the war. She's a tough girl. Well, come on. I'm not sure we need that. We've got Boris to deal with. He's enough trouble. We don't need we don't need a a warrior as uh, we don't need another Maggie Thatcher on the left. No, um, no, forget her really. And she she hasn't got any real policies beyond that. Uh, to my way of thinking, she wants to roll out what universal childcare. That's it's Scandinavian style. That's very nice of her, but it really is. It doesn't. It doesn't bite. Um, no, I think she's out the window. 
personally. Emily Thornbury, now there's an interesting girl. She just scraped through, just managed to get enough parliamentary nominations to scrape through to to um, be on the list. Um, but, uh, and she, of course, the Arabs would like her. She's pro-Palestinian uh, in the sense that, I don't, you, know, that's a, you know, you say that and then you crucify them because, you know, Jeremy Corbyn, he's pro-Palestinian. Does that mean he's anti-Israeli? No, not necessarily. Except that in the sense that Israel is being tough on the Gazans, and we all feel a sense of sympathy there. God, one big prison camp is Gaza. Um, but uh, you say that kind of thing as a parliamentarian, you get you get hauled over the coals um, because because they have to be so careful these days. Um, but for why? Because otherwise you'd have the chief rabbi jumping up and down on your grave as he did on Jeremy Corbyn's just before. That's so undignified. What was he doing? What was he thinking? Unnecessary and unkind. And um, yeah, okay, Corbyn uh, had failed to get the proper procedures moving fast enough on the anti-Semitism issue in the Labour Party. Another weak leadership issue. But he, did he need to be thumped in the face as he was going down by the chief rabbi, um, who, you know, came out against Corbyn publicly in those days before the election? I don't think so. But anyway, Emily Thornbury would be the darling of the Arab world um, because of her, her commitment, uh, which was Corbyn's commitment, the Labour Party's commitment, but nonetheless strongly enforced by her, a uh, time in the discussion on the Balfour Initiative um, in Methodist Central Hall years ago, um, she said Labour was committed, and she was committed personally, um, to recognising Palestinian statehood, Britain recognising Palestinian statehood, which would be the first major power then to recognise Palestinian statehood. And Britain is a major power. Don't don't play it wrong here. I mean, with the what, fifth or sixth largest economy in the world. Uh, so we are a, a major force. And um, the, the so where, where are we? Um, what are we left with? We're left with... Um, yeah, yeah, no, sorry, Emily. We were talking about Emily. Yeah, but she's... I don't know if Keir Starmer is... Is Colin first Mark Darcy then? Emily Thornby is a bit, bit like Bridget Jones. She just just doesn't have the, the the gloss, the, the sparkle. Um, she speaks well, but she's never going to cut the mustard with the British public. She could pull traditional Labour supporters along, but she won't. She won't get the whole, the whole, uh, whole, whole nine yards, you know. Um, so who are we left with? Well, there's only one, isn't there? There's only one, and she's by no means the front runner. I'm talking about Lisa Nandy, an interesting woman. She's uh, Indian, I think, heritage or Asian heritage. Um, comes from the north. She's always talked a lot of common sense. 
um, she can, she can talk the hind legs off a donkey. She, she speaks well, speaks very well indeed. She's a force. She'd scare the Tories. She's, um, she's considerate, careful. She has some very homely policies, but good ones. You know, revitalizing the high street. Do you care about that? No, you say, but it does matter. You know, the high streets of our regional towns, uh, with all these uh, mother cares, the latest shop to go to the wall, they're all gone, all this empty shop, so these big chains close down as they have to deal with... Um, but, but, but we need our little town centres. We care about the place looking pretty and neat. So, um, and she understands that. She's She's got some solid policies that resonate with the British people. She's... Um, She's from the north where we need to, to well, the left needs to reassert itself and, and get its grip. And she, But she's not a rabid left-winger. She's, she's reasonable, but she, on Brexit she had sensible ideas. She believed that um, the vote should be delivered. She wasn't there undermining it at every twist and turn like a lot of the rest of them. I mean, it wasn't British Parliament a farce. They were a disgrace, our MPs, for the past three years, particularly the, uh, well, all of them, actually. So it's it's good to see a lot of them leavened and thrown out um, at this past election. But now we need we need a, a reasonable, a reasonable discussion. So I'm for Lisa Nandy. Um, I think she's she's got something. And God bless her and... Let's hope that she comes to power as Labour's leader and gives us a genuine opposition here in Britain. We'll see. A lot of time, a lot of water yet to go under the bridge. Uh, they've got to get trade union backing. They've got to get, and that's going to be hard for Lisa and Andy. We've got to, you, they've also got to get, or they've got to either get uh, backing of the trade unions or backing of a chunk of the... Uh, of the local constituencies, um, and um, yeah, uh, well, she should do it. And then if she if she gets the hustings, the final hustings, well, she win, won't she? I hope so, because uh, otherwise we're left with Keir Starmer. God help us, and Labour will be out of power for decades. Hey ho! Happy days. Um, and uh, perhaps you don't care too much, perhaps none of us care too much, but it would be good to see um, dignified British politics back again after three years of farce and fiasco. So, Lisa for leader is what I reckon. All the best. Bye.